there's a lot of ambient noise. So I am almost regretful for all the background noise you're going to have to hear. There's a machine running somewhere in the background that's kind of squeaking. Uh, and then also there is a fan running um, that um, is cooling my laptop. And I can't turn it off because my laptop has been heating up a lot. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the importance of uh, using Excel sheets or you know, some Google Sheets, some sort of um, just having some sort of system to track your interviews, tr uh, track your progress, uh, because there is a value in doing so. It helps you monitor your growth, and it also helps you see where you're weak. So with that said, I will get right to it. Uh, when I was in college, I remember being in the library. Um, I think it was called the Dana Library. Anyway, I was just at the Rutgers Library, and I was on one computer. A friend of mine was on the other. She was a uh, comp sci major. And goodness gracious, who's texting me? No one has texted me all day. And now suddenly, um, OK, wow. So it was actually kind of, OK. So yeah, so I'm in the library. I see a friend of mine. I just say, hey. Then I see she's working on this crazy, crazy sheet. So I said, hey, what's up? Like, is this good class? And she's like, no, no. So, so she talked about how, uh, you know, she went to the career center. She um, went to the career fair, uh, not center. She went to the career fair hosted by the, the career center. And she's like, yeah, you know, I applied to a bunch of companies, get my resumes to a bunch of companies, which, you know, they sometimes help you kind of um, expedite the process. Like companies will sometimes come to career fairs and you just give them your resume and they get back to you. There's no online application you have to fill out. Like they just kind of get right to the interview process. So she was just making a sheet and there was colors and all these columns. And I was like, this is a very complex system. Can I just like quickly look at it? Cause I said, this is like, there's a lot happening here. Right? And yeah, she laughed, I laughed. It was, um, it was a very, it was a funny looking document. So she had a list of all the companies that she had given her info to. Then she had another column and this column measured how many of those companies um, reached out to her uh, and then there was another column for you know how many companies that you know after they made contact had like a phone call right like they reached out over email or phone to set up a conversation how many of those actually got to the conversation stage and then she was you know she was like measuring okay and how many of those got to you know another stage and then that's what it was like it was just a dashboard in a way that's measuring her progress and she had colors to kind of show her, um, you know, one color would tell her like if a company had a red flag and if, the, um, you know, one would be like if this company had like a poor, poor communication, if this company recently had like a lot of layoffs and was financially strapped. Um, she had a color for like companies that ghosted her, uh, stuff like that. And she also had, oh, and she also had a column for like the type of roles that she had applied to. She applied all over the, all over the place, right? She's still in college. So she hasn't really chosen a specific field or specialty within, within tech. Um, and she's going through this and she's just monitoring her progress. And I, that's something that I would copy years later because I was like, this is actually pretty useful. So I, I currently right now, I, I still use that sort of system. I don't use colors though. That's, I think she had a very good complicated system that I just can't really copy. Um, I just like to keep some, some chart where I have companies that, you know, I've applied to, um, you know, how many of them have gone back to me? How many of them have we gone to the first stage, second stage? The good thing though, in my, in where I am right now is that 
not, not, not to say that this is good or anything. What I like is that when you apply to these senior level roles or, or C-level roles, you, you hear back less often, but when you hear back, thankfully, and I appreciate this, they're more serious conversations. I've matured past the point where companies are looking to, I don't want to say deliberately waste time, but they're sort of just testing the water or they're just exploring. There's none of that exploratory conversation nonsense. Like when I, you know, there's no, like human resources will set up the calls for like these VP or C-level roles, but oftentimes the person who makes contact with me is someone who's going to be like up here. Like HR will send me an email saying, hey, are you interested? And if so, can you choose these these times? But then when I do the conversation, there's no HR person screening me out. Like it's I'm talking to a peer and it's not like a short phone call. It's like a like the first contact is usually like a half hour to one hour video conversation. That's that's how the companies greet their candidates who are going to be, you know, at the high level, which I appreciate. So I hear back less often, um, still get plenty of momentum, of course, but when I hear back, it is usually, hey, let's have some conversations. Um, and there is a value in that because I like to kind of measure how much, I guess, luck or good fortune I'm having. Um, I've noticed, for example, I've noticed there are certain industries through this chart, right? I'm always looking for trends. There are certain industries that regardless of all the experience I've gained, I still am not able to break into. Um, like, like Wall Street, right? I have never... Besides uh, one interview I had years ago at, um, at a company called Jane Street, and actually I think it was like last summer. Um, I think it was it. I don't know. So besides like Jane Street and some encounters like JPMC, which isn't to say that that bank is like Wall Street, but yeah, anything fintech related, like I have done work for them, but I've noticed they've never, you know, if, if a high level role opens up, I've never been able to get into anything VC related, banking related, uh, um, any of the, you know, uh, um, stock exchanges or, or, or anything like that. Uh, I've never been, you know, been able to get an interview with them, which is okay, right? It's not that I want to work for them. Uh, it's more that I wouldn't know that this is sort of not an area that I'm wholly welcome in unless I was looking at this chart. Right. And then there's other areas where I know I'm doing great, which is government. I have tons of velocity when it comes to government, probably because of my prior government experience. I had pretty good momentum when it comes to healthcare, pretty decent momentum when it comes to universities. Um, so just areas where, you know, I'm able to see what areas I really thrive in or, or I interview well in, like I'm hearing back from them, which which is good. And then I'm also progressing pretty far in versus other industries where I see um you know, I'm either not hearing back or if I hear back after like one or two conversations, we're done. And it also comes down to localities. Like I've noticed that there are just certain there are certain cities that um, don't <laughs> I don't really hear back from um, Pittsburgh, for example, is one of them. I, I've noticed Pittsburgh, despite any company I've applied to, I've noticed that like any company in that sort of region, I've never really heard back from um, Cleveland, Columbus area is another region. Um, it used to be Chicago, but I've actually been doing pretty well with Chicago recently, so I'm not going to count that. Uh, Boulder, Colorado um, is another region where like there's plenty of activity happening, but I've noticed when I look at the work I put in, I've not really seen that ROI. Um, and then there's, you know, thanks to this, this spreadsheet, I'm noticing, you know, there are cities I do really well in, right? Like the Resource Triangle in New York City, 
um, the Bay Area, the DFW area, um, uh, Philly, and I think, yeah, I think that might be it. Like these, these are the four or five metropolitan areas where I probably do like the best in. I hear back a lot. So I won't dictate what tool to use, but I will say that there is a value um, in re recording, you know, your interview progress, what companies you're talking to, um, how long, for example, I mean, her, the, the, the student that I copied, like her, her spreadsheet even said like when she first like gave them her resume, when they got back to her. And she even judged them based on how long it took them to get back to her, right? Like she would, she would put that under like, do they have good communication skills? Do they have good priorities? So I try to keep mine just a few columns. I don't try to make it too, too heavy. Um, but it's also a living document that I've had for years. So it's also extremely long where like I keep having to make like a new tab every, every month or so. Um, and yeah, you should, you should have some sort of system, right? Keep track of companies you're talking to. Keep track of, you know, when you made contact with them, when you submitted yourself to them. Um, and, and, and also leave yourself little comments. Like after each conversation, you should leave yourself comments that, Hey, um, I felt like the company asked these, these questions, which aren't so great or make no sense. Right. You should have a, 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 a column just for like in between interviews, right? If you have your first interview, then right after it, before you put a column for your second interview, have a section for comments. Be like, you know, these are the notes I had. Someone made some, like, I got some weird energy from this person. I didn't like that person's way of questioning me or. Or that person didn't have my resume, which might be a red flag because, like, why are you interviewing someone if you don't know anything about them, right? Right? They shouldn't memorize it or know from memory. But if they don't even know, you know, if you've had two internships on your resume and that's all you have, and someone still, you know, doesn't even know that you've done that, right? That that that's a red flag, and I consider that a red flag too. Right? I have a five, four, five. Uh, I have a four to five page CV. I don't expect people to know everything on it, right? Because I, I wouldn't expect that of myself, but. When people say, oh, you've worked in government, I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> I, was, I was in government for like two years. Or they say, oh, you have you know, experience in higher education. I'm like, seriously, right? Or, um, you, know, well, you know, healthcare. I'm like, again, like you guys are talking about things that are sort of very, very well known and spoken about in my CV. Like I've, I, I have intelligently crafted something that tells my story. You don't have to memorize the names of my employers. You don't even have to memorize the location, but you can't, in the back of your head, you can't just say Muhammad, government, healthcare, higher education, consultant guy. That's just, that doesn't, that doesn't look good. So make sure you're, you know, recording comments. Uh, and also not just comments for the interviewers, but also comments about yourself. Say, hey, they asked us this question. I should know the answers. I need to work on this. All right, so this, this spreadsheet, it's something that you should create. You should invest your time in. Because years later, I mean, I've been using this for years, uh, you're going to be thankful that you did. <clears throat> Especially because at one point in my career, I noticed something thanks to this sheet that I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. And I would have spent a long, long time going in the wrong direction, putting in a lot of time and energy towards something that would have probably been a little bit of a fruitless endeavor. So just to give a quick example, I was at a turning point in my career where I was sort of, I was very experienced in one one role and i wanted to go into a more senior liberal role so i was applying to companies applying to companies applying to companies and i'm using this spreadsheet and i noticed um i was very happy right because i was hearing back from like i guess to give an example say i was a director and i was applying to a lot of director roles but also senior director roles right because i was sort of at the edge of a director where like i felt like i had enough director level experience but i wasn't sure yet so i was applying to other director roles for sort of um 
you know, similar level jump, and then also senior, senior director roles. And what I noticed was, and this was strange, I started applying to more senior director roles because I was hearing back from a lot of them. But when I looked at my sheet, I had this weird epiphany. I noticed after like a month of, you know, applying and interviewing and what have you, I noticed I'm hearing back from a lot of senior director level jobs, but I'm progressing more with director level roles. So what does that mean? That means I might think that I'm, I'm, I'm fit for senior director level roles right now, but the market has spoken, right? If I'm looking at a trend, if I'm applying to two different levels and I'm hearing back from one, but I'm getting more traction or getting further with the other, where should my time be spent? All right. Like I'm, I'm, it seems like I'm a better fit for, you know, staying at the same level. If I'm hearing back from fewer companies, cause they probably see that maybe I want to move up, right. It's probably made clear um, that there's a lot of job hopping happening. And there's a lot of going around, like jumping around happening. So companies probably know that this guy wants to move up, but it's great that they've noted that, you know, it's great that the companies that did interview me for director jobs, they could see that, you know, this is someone who we should consider further. So these, these are the sort of discoveries you make where you identify your own weaknesses and likewise you identify your own strengths. And my strength was, I saw that, okay, I am making it further in you know, director level interviews. So I should probably not waste as much time applying to senior level jobs. If I'm not, if I'm getting a lot of interviews, that's great. Uh, and it's good to have that interview experience and, and see what kind of questions they ask. But at the same time, it's, it's better to just focus your efforts um, so that you get more out of your own time and energy.